0: You're listening to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue with Adam Bartels.
1: Welcome to Full Steam Ahead, a podcast about Purdue. On this episode, we are celebrating and highlighting the national champion Purdue men's club basketball team. And it's my privilege to welcome in a few of those gentlemen from that team to the podcast. Guys, congratulations and welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing?
2: We're doing great. Thanks for having us.
1: That's awesome. Hey, coming off this uh, fun run of the national championship over in Pennsylvania last weekend. It's exciting stuff. Uh, We're going to jump into that in just a minute, but I'll just give our our listeners and viewers a chance to know you guys. We'll start with Zach. Uh, Just kind of give you guys yourself, uh, give me an introduction about yourselves, uh, who you are, where you're from and uh, your role on the team.
2: I gotcha. I'm Zach Hodgen. I'm a senior and I'm from Carmel, Indiana, and then I played at uh, University High School. Uh, and then I'm also the president of uh, the Purdue men's club
1: team. Awesome. Max?
0: Yeah, uh, my name is Max Otterbacher. Uh, I'm a junior from Valparaiso, Indiana, played high school ball at Valparaiso High School, and I am the vice president of the men's club basketball team.
1: Awesome.
3: Emerson? Uh, My name is Emerson Hallbleib. I'm a senior in physics. I'm also from Carmel, Indiana, and I also went to high school with Zach at University High School.
1: Awesome, guys. Well, so glad to have you on the the podcast and talk about this exciting uh national championship uh run you guys made uh, as we're kind of getting into that for people who might know they might see this episode title and see purdue men's basketball national championship what kind of explain uh the club in this uh men's club basketball and what that is
2: um so club basketball is kind of it's probably the next step down in competitive basketball at purdue so we're a club sports organization that's recognized by the CoREC. um we travel and play against other teams and obviously like um we're very competitive and trying to make it to Regions and nationals every year.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah, I got actually uh, an excerpt that the NCBBA sent us because I told them we were on a podcast. So I'll just go ahead and read that real quick, just as a definitive definition, if you will. So um, it says, for those of you who are new to the concept of club basketball, a collegiate club basketball program allows students the opportunity to continue playing competitive college basketball after high school. The beauty of club basketball is that each organization is student-run, scheduling planning equipment purchasing fundraising and the rest of the off court management falls directly upon the shoulders of the elected
3: student officers
0: when young motivated college students put forth the required effort to run a successful basketball program just for the opportunity to continue playing what well, you end up with are quality ball players by that we mean those who play for the sheer excitement of the game they play for themselves and they play for the love of the game
1: that's so awesome.
0: that was what the, how the ncbba defines which is our governing body for gotcha. basketball so
1: that's cool well thanks for the explanation you mentioned like that next step for guys I assume, yourselves and most of the guys, if not everybody on the team, were, you know, high school basketball players themselves, right?
2: Yes, definitely. I think everyone on our team played high school basketball. And then I think everyone kind of came here for, I mean, Purdue obviously being an amazing school. Like, I came here, um, and I was really focused on education. I decided not to play originally, like, at a D3 or D2 school. And then I kind of found club
1: basketball, and it's been a great time ever since. Yeah, I imagine, Max, you can jump in here, too. uh, Or, I mean, sorry, uh, Emerson can jump in here, too, on this. I imagine this is just a great opportunity for you guys, too, to, like, You know, you're going to Purdue for an education, but it it gives you a chance to kind of extend your basketball career a little bit longer, right?
3: Yeah, it's been super nice for me um, being able to do both uh, having a focus on education, especially, um, you know, it gets pretty intense sophomore and junior year, but not having that constant pressure of, uh, you know, six days a week that you have to show up every single day, morning practices, you know, that that constant grind of uh, that college and high school can even have. so that is really nice to be able to still have that focus on your education and really take care of that as well.
1: Yeah. Anything else, Max, or Zach want to add to that?
0: No, I think that pretty much sums it up. I think it's, you know, it's really cool to be able to play with something on the front of the jersey that matters. You know, when, you, when you're done with high school basketball, it's, it's always a sad experience because you lose that ability to kind of play for the name on the front of the jersey and, you know, club basketball, even though it's not the same as, you know, the varsity team here at Purdue, it's a chance to represent the university and, um, you know, still play competitive basketball. That's, you know, a little beyond just intramurals or playing fives at the correct. So that's why it's been a great experience for all of us. And one of the reasons why I've really enjoyed my time on the club team. So.
2: Yeah, I also think it's been fun because we kind of get to play with people from around the state or even around the country. We have some people from California, Ohio, and Illinois. So, Getting the opportunity to play with some people that, I mean, obviously I played with Emerson growing up. Uh, I've known Emerson since we've been in, I think, elementary school, but uh, getting the opportunity to play with someone from like Valpo or play from some people from Ohio has been really cool.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, probably an opportunity. Maybe some guys you've seen in high school on the AU circuit or in, in high school competition, that's really cool. Then get to the join forces and uh, play together. And Talk about the, the club basketball. How long has club basketball been around and has Purdue had a, always had a team?
2: um max correct me if i'm wrong but i think club i think the ncbba which the uh, is the organization that we um, play through they were made in 2015 i believe or it could have been 2014 2014 um team was uh first year was in 2017 and that's the year they actually won they also won the national championship so
1: that's awesome yeah you mentioned that one That this year second time winning it that's cool they won it the first year they uh they they joined (laughs) coming in strong there uh, we'll talk about this year's team, what, you know, who it's comprised of and, and how long you guys have been playing together uh, here at Purdue.
2: Yeah, so we made the um, we have trials in the fall. So we kind of made the official roster back in September um, when we've been together ever since.
0: Yeah, the nice thing, too, I think one of the reasons that made this team so special um, is because a lot of us, I think we had six. Um, obviously, we didn't have a season last year with because of COVID. So Purdue and the NCBBA kind of shut down. Their operations in regards to club sports. But uh, there were about six of us, um, including the three of us on the Zoom call, who were on the team two years ago in 2019. And uh, we had a pretty successful season. And uh, then this year, we were able to add some new talent. Um, so, you know, throw some names out Gunnar Refit. Uh, he played basketball at Olivet Nazarene over in Bourbonnais, Illinois, for uh, back in 2019. And he came to Purdue. Um, and he was a big factor of our team probably going to be an all-american uh we had a really good freshman grant johnson come on our team uh he's from naperville um had a couple of college offers so he's been a a real good guy go, you know kind of go-to guy for us and um you know some of the guys who are on the team two years ago we had matt pierce he played in uh, centerville ohio um they're kind of a powerhouse over in the state of ohio they have uh for some college basketball nerds out there they have gabe cups uh who's committed to play at the school down south but um that's neither here nor there. So Matt's a really good player for us, good shooter, and um, Josiah Poole, point guard, he played at Tinley, um, really solid player. He was with us a couple of years ago. And so, um, yeah, I think they're just able to kind of have this really good mix of new guys and also returners has been a really good, uh, you know, mix for us. And was a big reason why we were successful this year.
1: That's cool. And you mentioned not getting to play last year, but a couple of you guys were on the team a couple of years ago. Talk about the continuity and keeping, you know, obviously you said there's tryouts, but you know, trying to keep same guys there just for chemistry purposes or just that continuity of, of playing together? Yeah, uh,
2: yeah definitely. I, oh,
1: go ahead, Emerson.
3: You got it. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to say, uh, so two years ago, I didn't play freshman year, but then sophomore year I joined. Um, and that was the year our we our, our season got cut short. Um, so, you know, we had a really solid group of guys there. We were going into regionals. We felt really good. We were about to play IU. Um Spring break hit and season cut short. I uh, missed the whole next year because of COVID as well. Uh, whole next season. So, but during that time, um, everyone who was around, you know, all the guys that uh, Max just mentioned, who were uh, part of the team, stayed around. We kept practicing through the entire year of COVID. We were able to play twice, twice a week, three times a week. You know, getting in the gym and just playing with each other and really building that chemistry over time. So. You know, it kind of almost felt like this was like three years coming for a lot of us. You know, it felt like we were really, we really uh, worked at this, and this is something that was a long time coming for us. Um, and then adding those new guys, um, you know, I mentioned like Gunner, uh, Gunner and Drew. Like we played against them in high school, um, know them very well. So like adding them onto our team was, uh, they just kind of clicked right away with us, and it, uh, it just, it, it worked really well.
1: Awesome. And just talk about like how, so how, does the season work? Talk about how the season's comprised, how many games you, you mentioned traveling. So it's not just like you're playing around West Lafayette. You guys are going on the road too.
2: Yeah. So the season is we are guaranteed at, this year. We had five teams in our conference, including ourselves. Um, the other four teams were IU, IUPUI, um Bellarmine and Vanderbilt. And so they do a good job of kind of splitting up the road trips. So like we would take, like we play, if we play IUPY at IU, IUPUI, then like we have to go to, um, IU and then, like, same with like Bellerman and Vanderbilt since those are pretty ex- um, extensive drives. But we play each of those teams twice in a weekend. So we drive, like, when we went to Bloomington, we played IU just back to back games. Um, and then the rest of the schedule is kind of up to us. Um, we can kind of talk to reach out to other club teams, um, enter in any other tournaments. Like, we um, were in a tournament at Wright State um, in Dayton, Ohio earlier in the season. Um, we are I think it was four games. You're we lucky that we were able to win that game actually and win the tournament down there. Um, we entered a, it's another club basketball organization it's called um, Nursa um, and they invited us. We had to pay to go to that one because we're not a part of their um, official league but they invited us to go to a regional there um, in Madison, Wisconsin. So we went there and w- um, were able to win that. But we, I think we played 18 out of conference games this season.
1: And what was the record this year?
2: Uh, 24 and two, I believe, Max. Am I have that right? Yeah,
0: that's correct. Yeah, we uh, what we did was so the NCBBA, One of the benefits is it provides us kind of this opportunity. They give us a conference. They schedule the conference games, and they kind of give us the leeway to schedule some out of conference games. So, uh, I guess some people might want to know the two games we did lose. So we scheduled Notre Dame, uh, who obviously ended up being the second best team in the country, uh, which we didn't know that you know going into the season. So uh, we played them at Purdue, and then we had a really kind of gritted out tough overtime win uh in game one and then game two um we were just kind of dead tired and they ended up taking that one from us so that was our first loss and then we lost uh the first game at wisconsin to wisconsin we lost that by two um it was kind of a weird game because we had you know it was nine in the morning or 10 in the morning or something like that and obviously we were driving from purdue and it was like a you know not making excuses but that was our that was our second loss on the year so um but yeah we had a lot of non, non-conference games which is really cool um, You know, some teams will only play the teams in their conference, but um, a lot of the, like, you know, teams that really have a good, well-put-together organization will try to go play as many non-con games as they can. So um, I think we also – Zach, who else we play non-conference? Obviously, Notre Dame. Um, We played
2: um, Dayton, Western Michigan. Um, That was at um, Wright State. But uh, we played Wisconsin, Michigan State. Um, There was another Wisconsin team. It was Wisconsin Lacrosse. I don't know where – yeah, exactly. Like that is in Wisconsin, but yeah, those were that of, and then we played at Loyola um, at Wisconsin as well. Cool.
0: Yeah, I think we had a couple scheduled, like Ohio State uh, fell through because of some scheduling issues we were having, um, but uh, overall we had like a pretty jam schedule. I think this semester we were, there was only a few weekends where we weren't playing, um, which is busy, but also a lot of fun.
1: At the same. Yeah. Where'd you guys play on campus? Um, we would play
2: at the, in the feature gym at the co-rec. Um oh. We only had actually we only had two home games. Yeah, only
0: two. Yeah, only two
2: because uh, a lot of them fell through because of okay. scheduling issues. But uh, we played um, Bellarmine here, and then we played. I forget the other one. Oh, then no, 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 Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, those were only two uh, home game weekends.
1: Sweet. And then any your road games, you get to play in any of the arenas or anything like that, or is it all a similar situation on every campus you went to?
2: Um, for the, um, national tournament, we were at Gannon University, um, and that's, we played on their actual court, but everywhere else was pretty much kind of similar, like it would be at their, like, recreational facility.
0: Cool. Yeah. I think IUPY plays when we play them, It's usually in their main gym, but I think they actually had a forfeit because they didn't have, like, gym availability when they were supposed to play us. Um, but yeah, I think most of the time, we're trying to get a game in Mackey next year, um, Hopefully, we we've been trying to do that for a couple a couple of years now, but hopefully we'll actually be able to kind of make it work out. So we
1: will awesome. see how that goes. Yeah. Zach can just carry that uh, trophy there behind him into the gym and say, "Hey, look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we
2: deserve one in here, right?" We got something. We got something. Okay. Yes.
1: Well, talk about the tournament. How how does a team qualify for the tournament?
2: Um. So in order to qualify for the regional tournament, um, first you have to either um, place first or second in your conference. Um, so we were able to go eight and 0 in conference place. So we were actually, um, the number one seed in our, um, regional, because we also were ranked pretty high in the national polls all season. Um, and then once you qualify for the regional, um, there are five national regionals, I believe. And then, so the five winners of the regional go on to nationals. And then there are three at large bids, which are based on like your performance over the entire season and then your performance in like the regional. So Notre Dame was ranked um, in the top five all season as well, nationally. And then when we met them in the regional, they lost to us, but they got to the regional final. So that's how they also made it to the national tournament.
1: Gotcha. Well, let's, let's talk about this awesome, uh, national run to the title, the what three games in three days and, and getting to beat Notre Dame, finish it off by beating uh, Notre Dame. Talk about that.
2: Um, it was a battle. I think we really showed how, um, tough our team was and how deep our team was actually. Um, we have a lot of guys, We have a lot of talented guys on the team this year. Like I think we went 10 deep most games, um, at least maybe not for extensive minutes, but at least a little bit. And everyone's really unselfish. Like we had to ask even some people to take a step back and kind of just play the role that we need them to play. Like Simon Myers um, and Marcus McTire, we added them into the starting lineup uh, mid-season um, and kind of just felt like they would fit if they um, kind of met, met a mold. And so Marcus came in, played great defense for us, scored when he needed to. Um, Simon was always on the offensive glass, but um, so us being that deep kind of in the game, the first game we played Radford, it was a slow start. We hadn't played in two weeks. So it was a little slow start to that first game. Um, I I don't think it was nerves at all. I think everyone was pretty much ready to play because we had a high expectations for the tournament. But um, that first game, I think we only had by three at halftime. And then we kind of stretched the lead out like midway through the second half and were able to win by about 13. And then we played a tough team in Bryant um, University, the second game in the semifinal. They had actually gone to triple overtime the day before. So we knew at no point were we going to be able to just put them away. Um, So that game started off again, I think it was about tied at half. We were down by one, um, but we felt like they played their best half of basketball in that first half. And we made a few adjustments. And then we actually took the lead very early on. Um, Gunner uh, hit two threes to start the second half. So we took the lead early on. And then probably about eight or nine, like with 10 minutes left in the second half, we got up by about 10. And then from that, we kind of just stretched the lead out um, and got up as much as uh, I think it was 16. And then we were able to just kind of hold them off at the end, they they kept fighting. They most certainly did, kept getting to the basket towards the end and making shots. But I think we were able to win that by 10. Uh, and then we knew that we we're gonna face Notre Dame again. Um, <laughs> Going to that game, I think the key to that game was just slowing them down because we played them obviously, like I think the first, when we met them in November, I think the score, we went into overtime, but the score was like 103 to 99. Like, and then the second time we played them, it was like uh, in the seventies, I believe it was 77 to 70. Um, and we kind of watched tape um, from the games when we played them and we kind of got to scout them when they played Boston College um, in their semifinal game. And they, they were putting up 90 points a game at the national tournament. They, they beat Penn State by 24, then they beat Boston College by 30. Um, and it was pretty evident that if we we felt like if we could make it a half-court game and kind of slow them down, um, definitely in the half-court, we could guard them a lot better. And we did, and they only put up 48 points, which was about half of what they were averaging. So that game was grinded out. Um, we started off slow, I think. We, I don't think we scored for the first almost four minutes of that game, but it was it was 5-0 for about three and a half minutes. And then uh, once, once we finally made one, we got going, and then uh, we took the lead. And uh, it was back and forth, but I didn't think we looked back after that.
1: Awesome. And, and, and Emerson and Max tell me and all of you guys actually we'll, we'll start with Emerson let's talk about this run and how good how good it felt to win this thing and, and what this run meant to you
3: man it felt amazing you know once um once those final few seconds count down on the clock you just uh it's just an, a wave of emotions runs over you and you just it's, it's just such a relief you know you <laughs> you don't realize like how tense you are throughout the whole game and like the whole tournament. And then it's just like a big breath of fresh air. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, how we had, um, our regional cut short two years ago. So we didn't ever really get a chance to even prove to ourselves, uh, how good we were, um, coming in this year. Um, it felt good to just finally meet those expectations that we all put on ourselves.
1: Cool. How about you, Max?
0: No, yeah. I mean, it, it meant the world. I mean, we put in, you know, so much work, even um, last year, we didn't have a season, we were still able to get a little bit of practice time, even though we could only do, you know, limited things. And, uh, you know, even it was just shooting drills, like, you know, putting in all that work, you know, all last year, and then knowing that coming into this year, that was the ultimate goal. Um, And then really just a chance to prove, I mean, we came into this, uh, I think nationally, we were ranked like 16th to start the season. So, I mean, we weren't really we were on the radar, but we weren't really on anybody's radar to kind of bring it home. So just kind of to be able to prove that to ourselves, like Emerson was saying, was, was a huge experience. And, uh, you know, I'll give some shout outs. I mean, Emerson won't say it, but he was, you know, tourney MVP, um, you know, 20 points a game, double, double all three games. I mean, he was a huge region of our success. And Simon Myers, too, I think I forgot to mention on the team a couple of years ago, he had 10 huge points when there was a lid on the basket against Notre Dame. I think he had 10 of our first like 14 points with um, you know, one of the best turnaround jumpers you'll ever see. Um, so shout out to Simon. Man. And really, like Zach said, I mean, we were 10 deep. I, you know, we had huge minutes by everybody. Zach got in foul trouble against, uh, I think it was Bryant, right? That was and, Radford. Uh, it was Radford. Radford. I, couldn't Radford. Couldn't so we had, that I was that <laughs> game. Yeah. So, I mean, we had uh, Josiah Poole come in uh, off the bench, back up point guard. I mean, he played phenomenal, great minutes, you know, ran the offense, you know, did everything we needed to do. And that's, what you know, like I said, one of the best reasons we were, as good as we were it was just because everybody knew their role and uh, we're able to kind of just fill in for everybody, you know, next man up mentality. And so that 10 deep, I think really helped us. And It was awesome to just see everybody contribute and just be a huge part of this team.
1: That's awesome. That's so cool. Anything else that you wanna add from that,
2: Zach? Uh, yeah, just, I mean, that moment, it meant a lot. It was really hard to describe that feeling, honestly. Um, we had the expectations, like since I think we made the team in September, like I have been on the team for the past three years and kind of seeing the co- level of competition that we'd played as soon as we made the team and we had that first practice, I was really confident in um, our team's abilities. I was really confident that we could go deep this year. And so like when that final, uh, I, think there was, I think there was five seconds left and Emerson just made a free throw. So we get up five and it's like the game is pretty much over um but it's like it's very hard to like not accept the feeling yet until that buzzer rings so uh, our bench uh, i think josiah like kind of looked at me he was like game games He was kind of gave me like the game's kind of over and i was like no hold on time, <laughs> until, until that buzzer rings i'm not i'm not even smiling i'm, I'm waiting and then so that buzzer rang and I, marcus i think threw the ball in there and we just kind of sprinted to celebrate with everybody because it was a special group and like like they both said like everyone was so unselfish and they um like josiah i think all season like he didn't know when he was going to go in like there's some games he might play a minute there's some games he might play 10 15. um and everyone kind of had faith in uh because max and i i think kind of run everything like i'm the president for so like we don't have a coach um as we mentioned before um and so like i had technically am the head coach um officially but max does a lot of the stuff on the sideline he does substitutions for us um him and i have an open dialogue throughout the game kind of what kind of adjustments you want to make kind of what kind of plays we want to run um so having everyone be a part of that was just awesome this year that's so cool
1: and then i i apologize i forget are all three of you guys seniors this year Um,
2: i'm a senior and then emerson is also a senior and then max is a junior so he'll be trying to come and go back to back next year
1: that's, a, that's that was my follow-up question yeah. you know as you i assume at at the end of this year then you hand off uh president duties to somebody else and then yep you know, are you charging them with uh you know, running this back uh, for next year. Actually, I
2: think Max is probably going to take that over. Um, We kind of talked about that with the rest of the guys, but uh, they have a lot of returning players. I think they're going to get eight or nine back at least. Um, And I know that there's, uh, we've had some people already inquire about being on the team. Like I've had people email um, me about like incoming players from high school or sending us game tape. Like they're very ready to try out for the team and be a part of the, uh, some special, hopefully again. Awesome.
1: Nobody's hitting the transfer portal, right?
0: Not, no yeah We're all, we'll all be here next week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding that's awesome and you, you mentioned before we start recording um i want to use the uh, like a, a vice president or involved with community events or uh, community affairs that are, talk about that because you guys do more than just basketball it sounds like you guys get out in the public and do other events and do fundraising
2: Emerson's uh, Emerson's actually um, head of community service. He kind of runs, um, kind of tries to schedule everything for us. But again, this year we still had some restrictions because of COVID, like some places don't want to take that many people. Um, the scheduling is a little awkward. So usually um, we kind of talked about fundraising um, before we got on the call. Like we would usually try to work a girls basketball game, um, work in the concession stands. That would usually make us some considerable amount of money. Um, we have like uh, skip a meal things that like Chipotle and um, Panda Express, which we've done. And then um, community service wise, like I think this week or next week, um, we're helping walking dogs like around campus. Um, that's like a big one. I think multiple of us are gonna do that um, cool. over the next, uh, over dead week and finals week, hopefully.
1: Cool. And uh, talk about too, you know, today is, you know, Purdue day of giving. So I assume like, you know, people obviously we wanna encourage people to get Purdue, whether it's their college or the John Purdue club or whatever it is. I assume, you know, some of these funds somehow Help. you guys you guys need money too right so I mean there's a way to help donate to help this Purdue men's club basketball exist.
2: um yeah definitely well we actually set up um a donation page early in the year so I mean about a month ago I think um, about as soon as we, we heard that we were going to make it to regionals and potentially nationals um we we got contacted the correct people for it's a crowdfunding page which is basically like a GoFundMe page and we actually had a, a huge turnout and support I think we raised about $3,000, if not more, which pretty much funded our trip, you know, renting cars, driving down there, paying for hotels. So that was awesome. We got a lot of um, support from all the Purdue faithful out
1: there. That's awesome. Good to hear. Awesome. Hey guys, as we're wrapping up, anything else, any of you guys want to add to this?
0: No, I think that's about it. I encourage everybody to kind of follow the team next year. I mean, like Zach said, we got a deep bench. We're ready to kind of run it back. Um, Obviously the, Twitter account will be tagged here in the, um, when the podcast gets released, but we also have an Instagram with the same handle. It's uh, Purdue underscore MCBB. So, um, feel free to kind of follow along, obviously not going to have a ton of activity over the summer, but, um, we're really excited about next year. And, uh, you know, we hope all the support we can get from, you know, whether it's just liking or retweeting on Twitter or, um, you know, when the time comes for us to fundraise next year, any donations obviously are welcome and, you know, definitely help us out. So um yeah
1: that's awesome well thank you guys so much for joining podcast yep. yeah, exactly yeah we see. know we, we know
2: what they're playing for if that's you right see how yeah. big this is i can't even get the whole thing <laughs> in the frame but this is what they're playing for um i don't know we haven't decided where we're putting this that's kind of why it's just hanging out in my apartment right now right. yeah that's um, a good
1: place good place for it to hang right i'm saying it's, really, it's nice
2: and safe it was uh i would would move it. it was uh, the centerpiece of my living room right now so <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome yeah. anybody who's watching the podcast online it's zach's holding the, uh, the national championship trophy there uh that's so awesome. Well, congratulations again, guys. That's so exciting uh, for a national championship to be making its way back to campus. And uh, thank you guys so much for joining the full steam ahead podcast.
3: Yep. Thanks for, thanks having, for us. having us. Thank you All for right. having us.
1: A reminder, you can follow the full steam ahead podcast on Twitter at full steam pod, and you can always listen to like comment, subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google play, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, radio, and tune in. Thanks again for listening to the Full Steam Ahead podcast. Until next time, I'm Adam Bartels.